Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us here on Off the Couch on the Blister Podcast Network. I'm Matt Mitchell, the running editor at Blister, and you can check out everything we're doing and reviewing over at blisterreview.com. All right. This week's episode is a conversation I had a couple of weeks ago with Ryan Skura, who, together with his creative partner, Dylan Ladd, make up Dooster Films. Ryan and Dylan have been working together since they were teenagers and have turned out some pretty cool projects in the outdoor space over the years, including a great piece documenting previous podcast guest Patty O'Leary's attempt on Ireland's Wicklow Round from just a few years ago. But I brought Ryan on this time to talk about one of his latest projects, a short film called Urban Oasis, a love letter to San Francisco that in not so many words is about urban trail running and the importance of having public spaces for recreation in major cities. This is definitely one of those episodes that requires just a little bit of homework beforehand, but Urban Oasis is free to watch on Vimeo and I definitely recommend checking it out before listening to this conversation. But before I bring Ryan on, I just want to take a quick minute to tell you guys about Blister's partnership with Spot Insurance. Injuries are definitely not the first thing that comes to mind when we think about our favorite outdoor sports. But as many of you know, perhaps all too well in some cases, they happen from time to time. And even if you have standard insurance, the cost of your deductible and often a number of hidden fees means you're likely to get stuck with quite a hefty bill for any trip to the ER or hospital visit. That's where Spot comes in. With a Blister Plus Spot membership, you get injury insurance that covers everything from trail running to backcountry skiing to mountain biking and more. All that in addition to the benefits of being a Blister member. If you want to learn more about our partnership with Spot, make sure to click on the link in the show notes. All right. And finally, I also want to remind you guys to leave us a rating or review after this conversation wraps up. Little things like that really help us continue to put out new episodes of the podcast each week. Okay, let's get right into my chat with Ryan. All right, Ryan, thanks for, uh, for joining me. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. So I wanted to start off our conversation by asking you about uh, a trip you you recently went on um, out to the East Coast. I know you were you're mm. teaching out there, right? <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I taught an adventure filmmaking class for a month uh, at Middlebury College when I went to where I went to school. What mm-hmm. was that like? Uh, I was it was a whirlwind. Um, I I've never taught like a, a real structured class before. Um, I worked at this nonprofit called Baycat for seven years here in San Francisco. And Baycat has like a hybrid studio academy model. So I worked on the studio side, but the, I was, you know, involved with mentoring and, you know, assisting in different places with the academy. So I'd been exposed to teaching. Um, and the internship program there is kind of like a similar, similar model to what I tried to do for adventure filmmaking. But, um, yeah, trying to teach for the first time, it was just wild. And, um, most of my class were kind of first time filmmakers and, uh, seeing people kind of embark on that journey was super cool. And just neat to see like what people were really excited about, what they're inspired by, what stories they chose to focus on. And they put together a really impressive final screening and like the, the place was packed and all their friends were there and, uh, you could tell they were super nervous and it was just kind of cool to like see that whole journey unfold and hopefully be able to, you know, guide them to, to grow through it and, and kind of like figure out what, uh, what sort kind of stories they can tell and how they can use this. So it was neat. It was neat to do something totally different. Yeah. Like where do you start from like a a teaching perspective, uh, with, you know, people that want to get into adventure filmmaking? Cause I feel like, you know, I, I know tons of people that have aspirations to do it, but they have no clue where to start. Yeah. It's, I guess, I guess I start with like adventure filmmaking is not different than documentary filmmaking. Uh, sorry, you can, you can hear my daughter in the background. She's settling, she's settling for a nap. I thought she was going to go down and she's, she's putting up a fight. Yeah. I think the adventure filmmaking part of it, it's like, I think what I tried to do with the class, especially for people who, uh, you know, don't have a lot of experience filmmaking before is like, 
try to strip away some of the, the the boundaries of it and the technical side of it. And it's like, you can go down that road for the rest of your life if you want to. And I enjoy doing that sometimes and it's, it can be fun, but it's also not what it's really about. It's like, if you're passionate about an adventure, if you do something interesting, if you have, you know, valuable knowledge of the community and the people who are there, like you have, you probably have an interesting story on your hands and you can put something really powerful and, and engaging together. So it's like, I sort of try to start there, like find something that you're really passionate about that you connect with, that you have some like uh, inside knowledge on and like go from there, work your way out. We can get into the filmmaking nitty gritty part of it, but start there and kind of we'll build up. Yeah. I mean, I think that kind of leads into your background as a filmmaker. Um, I know that that you got started when you were really young. I'm wondering if you can kind of say more about your introduction um, into that medium. Yeah. uh, So I think technically the first film I ever made was for a seventh grade science project. I don't remember what the project even was, but it was like, you know, you could make a, th- a, a three panel poster board, write a paper or like fine print at the bottom. It was like, oh, you could also make a video. And my friends and I were like, well, that sounds way more fun than anything else. Um, and we made this silly like mockumentary type thing about litter uh, and, you know, like not not littering in the, in the environment, in your neighborhood, whatever. And uh it was just super fun. It was like, we got to go outside and be in these different parts of uh, where we grew up and be making stupid jokes to each other and uh, and then try to figure out how do you put all of this stuff that you captured, how do you put it together into a story that uh, hopefully people will also laugh at your, your dumb jokes. Um, so that was that was the sort of the start of it. And then those two friends, uh, my friend Dylan, who I still work with now, and then this other friend, Chris, uh, we just had a blast making movies together. It was like uh, we were all interested in art in different ways, loved watching film and we're super interested in like how we could pull this off ourselves. And I think that that just like immediate collaboration was what kept me with film and, and felt so fun about it. It was like, we're just here making it together in the moment. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like the, the other interesting part of filmmaking for me starting out was a couple of people a few years older than me at our high school started like a high school film festival, which of course, like I'm sure if we went back and watched those films, they were not very good, but like it was this really cool environment where people showed up and, and were excited to support each other and, a couple of kids older than us made some really strong films. It was like, Oh snap, like these high school kids can actually like make films. So that really inspired us too to like push ourselves to get better and try to make something that was actually visually interesting and, uh, had some story and that act of like making it and presenting it and sharing it with others. And, uh, it just made it all feel more real. It was like, okay, this is the thing that we're doing and engaging with people around and, I think that, you know, what was a key part for me and just like really falling in love with, with making films. Were those early projects um, still kind of like outdoor focused? <laughs> they were, they were more James Bond focused <laughs> than gotcha. outdoor focused. <laughs> um, yeah. Like did mostly narrative. I think uh, as a kid, like, I mean, that first project we did was was like more of a documentary, but that was also just kind of the nature of that specific assignment and wasn't really an intentional choice. Uh, the But the rest of the work that we did was, was pretty narrative and like, you know, we, we would write scripts and, and like plan out shots and whatever. And I think that was mostly just the type of content we were exposed to or that we were really drawn to at that time in, in, in my life and my friends' lives. And was just like super excited about how do we make a thriller? How do we make a chase scene? Like, uh, I don't know. It just like didn't occur to us to kind of like make documentaries. Um, and then I kind of like going to school, I, I went to school and I studied studio art in college and focused a lot on like drawing and printmaking and, and really dreamed about being, a an animator that was kind of like my big goal when I was younger and 
Um, then I've just like, I animated for a long time for like many months and then was like, I'm so lonely. Like <laughs> I'm in this like basement by myself drawing again and again and again and again and again and again. And like, I miss people and I miss like being outside and doing things. And for one of my final projects for a film, for film class, I ended up like making a film about how people tie their shoes, but it was just like a way to like make a film with my friends and like kind of get to know them better through this weird other thing. And, and I think that, that was maybe a turning point for me of being like, Oh, like filmmaking, I had kind of moved away from it in some ways and focused really on like the art of it and then kind of lost touch with the community part of it. And then, started to feel that again was like, Oh, this is the part that I really loved. And I think like, I've, you know, I think of myself as an introvert and sometimes that stuff can be hard, but I think it's like, I grow so much from, from learning from other people and being immersed in those situations. And I missed that. And I just like, I wanted, I wanted to do that again. So then kind of just focus more on, on documentary. It, it makes total sense uh, that you, kind of wound up in the trail running community because I feel like there's a lot of reciprocity between those two things. Yeah. Um, cool. So how did Dooster come about and what does Dooster mean? <laughs> yeah. So, so Dooster is, uh, you know, that the, the, the collaborative production company, production company in quotes, uh, that my friends Dylan, Chris and I started, uh, when we were making films together in, in middle school and high school. Um, Dooster comes from uh, my friend Dylan and I were making a claymation in my basement. We were trying to make a claymation of a rooster, like greeting the morning. Uh, I made a rooster out of clay, showed it to Dylan, and he was like, that is a duck. That is not a rooster. So we dubbed it a Dooster, and then that kind of just like became what we called ourselves. And after graduating college and then like kind of coming back into film and do it, trying to do it as a career. Uh, my friend Dylan and I were, uh, this is Dylan lads. Uh, we were starting, we were like officially starting this production company again. And we went through all these names and we we're trying to come up with like, what should we call ourselves and whatever. And then it was just like, I don't know. It just felt like we were trying too hard and it was too serious and whatever. And we were like, let's just call ourselves Dooster because you know, that's, that's where we started. That's, you know, what this is about for us. This is about collaboration and, and like, you know, trying stuff and like having fun, just making films. And, um, so, you know, that's, that's where it comes from. Gotcha. And how would you kind of characterize the, the, the work that, that Dooster puts out within, you know, within the past couple of years or so? Cause you guys definitely have like a, a, uh, a niche. Yeah, I think, um, we've sort of become more, more running focused than I think we, we have intended. Um, but just feel really fortunate to have some good connections in the running space. And, um, there's just a, you know, a wide breadth of stories in the trail running community and it's community that I really love. And, um, Dylan has been, has been a part of in different ways. And I think we just feel really inspired by these people and, um, so that has kind of been, has become more of a focus than we necessarily intended. But I think for us, uh, the, the focus that we see is, is really about human stories in the outdoors. And it's really focused on where does that intersect with community? Um, I think there's all sorts of stories that you can tell in the outdoors. And I think, uh, there's plenty of sort of individual pursuits and, and that, but I think like when that stuff starts intersecting with community and, and how those things play off each other, um, that's often the, the stories that we feel most drawn to. So I think, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. I, I want to pick up on, on that point a little later when we talk about urban oasis. Um, but I'm curious, what is it like kind of having, um, a like creative partner for so long and how have you guys kind of like, I don't know, sustained your friendship as well as your like working relationship since like what you were like 12. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time. Um, I think, you know, the benefits of it 
that are so cool is it's just like this is a person you just know so well and and Dylan and I have a relationship where like so much of our relationship is just through is is built through time together and like exposure to similar experiences that like in some ways we don't have these like deep conversations with each other but like I so viscerally remember the feeling of like listening to music in his parents house and like being there with his family and uh we learned how to make films together and were inspired by each other and like figuring out how to hold a camera, how to put it on a tripod, where do you put it? Uh, how do you open this editing software? All, all this stuff, like we just went through all those things together. And I think as a result, when you're filming together, you just don't have to say anything. Like you just know what the other person is gonna do. Um, and that stuff is super fun where it's just like, there's just this kind of like knowledge of how the other person is going to operate and how to work off of each other. And, um, I think like we've been able to kind of like figure out each of our strong suits and, and push off of that. And, um, so we can support each other and also, uh, push each other to be better. And, um, that stuff has been super fun. I think the, the challenge of it in certain ways is like, is yeah it's hard to maintain that over such a long time and and you just grow apart like we we've uh i moved here to san francisco in 2014 uh he's moved up to maine he and like that distance has been hard like you just don't collaborate as much as we used to we don't hang out as much as we used to which in some ways helps like it, it makes it easier like you don't have to try as hard you're not always with each other um but yeah, it's just like you, you miss each other and you don't kind of like grow that collaboration in the same way. But it's been fun to kind of see like he's started doing a ton of stuff with traditional music in, in Maine and like uh, really fell in love with that community. And uh, he's been doing a lot of like sailing and like different forms of, of rowing and uh, sort of like different boat communities up in, up in Maine. And it's fun to see kind of like the ways that we have moved out and like that core still feels like it's there. So it's fun to, you know, look at what the other person is doing and, and figure out how to offer different perspectives. Um, but also kind of know we're coming from similar places. Yeah. I also have to imagine that like in some ways that can kind of like help your creativity by just getting like different perspectives over time. Right. And it's like, yeah, I mean, those different perspectives are always super helpful and we now sort of are, can be more useful for each other because we really trust each other's opinions, but we're not, we weren't there on the same day shooting the same thing. And like, it's not like we have the exact same perspective anymore. We've, we've grown apart enough that that perspective starts being more valuable again, um, which is cool. Gotcha. So you mentioned that you moved out to San Francisco in 2014. Um, mm -hmm. What brought you out here? Um, my wife brought me out here. Uh, she grew up in, in Sonora, California, uh, in the foothills of the Sierra. And um, we met back in Vermont and spent like a year or so in Boston. And um, she was looking for a change of pace. She got a job out in San Francisco. Um, I was at this sort of crossroads where I was moving back into freelance and trying to figure out what filmmaking meant for me. And, uh, you know, I was also trying to figure out like, what is this relationship? Am I ready to commit to it? Whatever. And, um, yeah, like wanted to follow her out here. And, um, and then since being here, it was the sort of thing where you're like, I don't know, we're going to be here for six months or a year two years. I don't, I don't know. Like I grew up in New Hampshire, went to school in Vermont and moved to Boston. It's like, I was a new England kid and moved out here and just fell in love with it. And like, it's been the sort of thing where you try to stay open to, are we going to move? Do we want to be somewhere else? Whatever, whatever, whatever. And it's just always been like, I, I still love it. I still love it here and we're still able to make it work. So let's just keep going. So yeah, we're still here. I love that attitude. Yeah, I've had a, a a similar kind of relationship with the city. Obviously, I was born and raised here and tried to leave multiple times, but it, it kept on kind of like calling me back for various yeah. reasons. Um, yeah. So did you kind of 
fall into trail running when you moved out here? Yeah. Um, trail running for me, I think it was something I didn't like, I just didn't define it that way until I moved here. It was just like, it wasn't like a thing. I, I don't know. I just like, it wasn't a trail runner. Yeah. It wasn't until like coming here and like running in the headlands and just being like, Oh my God, like, what is this? That then it was like, Oh, this is something I want to do regularly. There are people who identify as trail runners. There's like running stores that cater to trail runners and they like organize weekly runs. And it was like, Oh, this is this thing. That's just so fun. Um, and I played a lot of basketball growing up. Um, that was kind of the sport I did and put a lot of focus into it for a while and um, worked with this like athletic trainer for a while, this super cool guy. And he, for the training, would take us out sometimes in the White Mountains, New Hampshire, and just be like, okay, we're, all, we're just gonna run to the top of these mountains. So we ran to like the top of Lafayette. Um, and those experiences were probably my first real exposure to trail running. And it's like so brutal. You know, it's like 3000 feet, three miles, maybe three and a half, four miles. It's like the, the New England trails, it's just like, you know, straight up. But I loved it. I don't know. It was like this weird thing where like it hurts so much, but like pushing yourself in that way and trying to figure out how hard can you go? How, how do you ride this line? And just being in those places, like I loved, I loved those mountains, but the, the sort of the beautiful parts of them felt so inaccessible. It just like took so much time to get there. And then, then there was this thing where it was like, oh, you could push yourself physically, which I really love to do. And you get to spend more time in the most beautiful part of it. It was like, whoa, this, I like this, this is cool. Um, so that was probably my first exposure to it. But yeah, not, it wasn't really until moving out here that I really like, it really clicked for me. Um, also when I first moved here, I lived in, in the Oakland Hills with, um, my wife's cousins and they lived right near Sibley and they really like, they ran up there all the time. So, you know, they took me out there and were like, oh, you got to run in Sibley. And then it was like, oh, you can run from Sibley to Huckleberry to Redwood. And it was like, whoa, 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 this is wild. Um, so just like the, all those experiences are just like the Bay Area has so much to offer when it comes to trail running. So I feel very lucky to be here. Yeah. I mean, in the East Bay, you can link up like 13 different parks in one right. run, which is, <laughs> which is wild. Yeah. yeah. You must have been so excited to see all the buffed out single track we have here coming from the East Coast. Yeah. Now when I go home and I like run on the trails next to my, my house that I grew up in, it's like, you're just so focused on your toe, like your feet and you're just like, bop, 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 like constantly dodging rocks and roots and whatever. And then you come out here and you're just like, wow, this is so easy. Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you just run. <laughs> totally. Um, okay. So how did you get linked up with the infamous Patty O'Leary? Because I, I know that that friendship led to, um, one of my favorite films of yours coming home. Um, and I'm, I'm curious how that relationship started and, and how that project came about. Yeah. So I, I met Patty through, uh, this workout group called November project. Um, I believe, yeah, I believe he was leading when I, he was leading the San Francisco group when I, uh, moved to San Francisco and started going here. And, um, yeah, it was someone I just got to know through, through going to the workout group. And, uh, at the time that was like a group that I was regularly involved with. And, um, also November project was a group that, uh, provided a like a lot of opportunities for Dylan and me to make films. And we like made a bunch of stuff with them throughout the years. And because Patty was a leader, we had a lot more exposure to him and like, we're working with him and, um, just be, like him being a leader from San Francisco and me being from San Francisco, just like, you know, we were just stuck in situations together a lot. And, uh, he's just, he's such a character and he's, he's like such a wonderful mix of things where he's like so absurdly fast and talented, but he's also just like, you know, when he started out, he's wearing lacrosse shorts and like baggy pennies and whatever. And it was just like, 
he has this humility to him in some ways and also just like he's so excited for anyone to be part of it that he just wants to welcome more people in and I think he, over the years it's been really cool to see how he's grown that his ability to build community and um, the purpose with which he does that and so you know just drawn to him because he's you know such a kind person and uh, he's got contagious energy to him so yeah that's kind of how we how we started hanging out yeah he does have this like magnanimous energy you know <laughs> that people are kind of like <laughs> drawn to him and he i think he does a great job of like holding the community together right. um, at times for sure yeah. so how did you decide to work on a film with him uh i think we just and had a lot of yeah just generally talk me through um how you ended up in Ireland chasing me around the Wicklow round. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. curious about. Yeah. Um, I think we just had a lot of fun, like chatting about different stuff together. And like, I think making films in November project, it was natural to kind of be like, okay, like how, you know, what, what are the stories here, whatever. And um, there were, there were a number of times with November project stuff where like, maybe we were like, maybe we want to focus more on Patty for this. Maybe, but it was like, we never really did that. And, um, it felt like there was more to him and his story and, uh, you know, getting to know him better and learning more about his, like his time in Ireland. And, uh, it was fun to chat with him about that. And he also, as a North face athlete, he had the opportunity to apply for expedition grants, um, each year. So whenever he, that time came up, we would just chat and we would be like, Oh, we should do this. We should like, you know, we would pitch all these crazy ideas and, uh, through that process, it really helped focus us on like, you know, what, what, what are we in a good position to tell? What is a story that's really meaningful to you? And he was like, you know, we got to go back to Ireland and do something in Ireland. And it was like, okay, well, like, what could we do? And we started like making stuff up and whatever. And then we were like, oh, there's, there's this really cool history here of the Wicklow round and the community around it. And, um, it's something that like he was very close to growing up, but never really like really started connecting peaks in those mountains and like running it in a big way. And, um, it, it, it just like things started clicking more and more of like, you know, this is not about running the, the tallest peak in, in, in Ireland and, or whatever, like trying to do something that's uniquely, that's like a new thing that he made up. It's like, this is more about honoring the people that have built trail running in Ireland and what they've done and, and like him connecting with those people and, and this community that is so close to his home and his heart, but was a community he was not yet a part of. So yeah, it's like over time, those pieces kind of came together and we actually went on a trip the year before we, he ran the round, and we just kind of like bounced around Ireland and it was this fun thing to be like, okay, we're here and we're shooting this thing. And but like, what are we doing? And then like, then it kind of became clear. It was like, we're here for the round. We're here to talk to other people. We, we want to like highlight some other people's stories. And, um, so yeah, that's kind of how, how it all came about. What do you remember uh, from that film now? Cause I know it came out a couple of years ago. Is there anything that's like particularly like stuck with you? There's a lot of little things that stick with me. I think I'm going to blank on some people's names right now. Uh, but I think part of what was so fun about it was like, uh, we went out and a lot of the people that we talked to were people that like, we knew kind of, or like Patty knew kind of, but like he was really connecting with for the first time. And, we were there and we did interviews with them and whatever. And it was cool to like hear a little bit of their story and what people were up to. But then it's been really neat to be like, you know, however many years later, what, three, three, four years later, it's like, I'm still seeing the same people pop up in like, uh, you know, the, the, one of the kids that we saw, one of the kids we got connected to through, uh, through some of the runs and like Patty got to know through Imra and some other people, uh, 
it's like he went out and like was fifth or or something and like the the they don't call it the vk it's like the steep ascent at the world show running championships um like this kid from ireland like went out and took i forget what it was fifth or sixth and uh this woman sarah that we talked to when we were over there she like is working for i run far now she's writing for them and like she talked to us about urban oasis and there's all these connections that are still there and it's like all these people are just like growing in the, in the trail running space and um it's really cool to see all of that build and like patty ran against this guy rory who like came out to watch patty run the round he like raced rory back in ireland this past year and like rory beat him and it's cool to see that growth happen um so i think like that stuff really sticks with me and i think we tried i I hope the film comes across as like a celebration of that community and not just you know a story of patty and i think that was the the overall feeling for all of us and making it and i think that's the thing that sticks with me the most is just like seeing all those people and what they're up to and obviously gavin like everything that he did and it's just like it's just wild and um i think the other thing that sticks out to me is like there was this moment when when patty was running between the last peaks and at that point it was kind of clear that he was going to make it and he was going to beat the record and it was this whole journey that we had been on together and uh like being able to be there with your friend and like see all the work that he put into it and see him learn how to navigate by compass and see him go to all these people's houses and talk to them about the round and like learn from them and like pay his respects and and like really kind of love and appreciate all this history and the people that came before him and like to for him to put so much love into that and then like to be with him between those last peaks like running with this camera and like seeing all the peaks behind him like that moment as a filmmaker and a friend was just like that i just like feel so lucky to be there with him um like see your friend accomplish his goal like that stuff that was super cool yeah i thought you guys did a great job of kind of like incorporating more stories within patty's attempt i think like because there's been this proliferation and like trail running films i feel like there's a tendency for them to like really fixate on like the individual and make them the subject and i think the more like affecting ones to me at least do a better job of like storytelling that's uh more like disparate and and like includes many voices as opposed to just one. Um, yeah, so I really, sure. I, I applaud you for that. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I, I mean, I, I think it's something, uh, I don't know. We're always trying to figure out how to do better. And I think it, it's been cool to learn just like how richer the experience is when that, like that is your kind of like you focus on that sort of curiosity and in the process of making it, however, things come across in the final product, but like, the process of trying to include more people and listen to other people and learn from them. And how do you uplift those voices? Like, uh, that will make your experience better and it will make the film better. Um, which is just a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And it's been cool to learn through Patty, learn through and with Patty with that. Cause I think, you know, he's, he's grown a lot in that th- throughout, you know, the past several years. And I think does a really good job of like, how do I connect with people? How do I, how do I build this community up? And, um, you know, so try, trying to focus on that with filmmaking. Yeah. And I think like a great example of that is urban oasis. Uh, that's a, a nifty segue right there because <laughs> you, you managed to like, no, you managed to show the strength of the barrier running community without any dialogue in like a short, you know? Um, so I'm wondering if you can kind of, speak more on that project what it is and kind of how it came about and how you thought about it yeah sure so um yeah i mean i'd love to get in the community part of it more but i'll I'll try to start from sort of more of the beginning um the the idea for the project just came from from running in in san francisco and you know the through years of being here uh and mostly through, through running in Mount like the Sutro forest on Mount Sutro. And, um, whenever I've been in there, I'm always just struck by like, how am I in a city of like a million people in this like major metropolitan area? It just doesn't feel like that at all. Like I'm just here in these like giant eucalyptus trees and I hear the birds and 
I, I feel so removed from that space. And I think part of that is like, I grew up in New Hampshire. Like I don't have a lot of exposure to like big cities and what that means and what that looks like. And my experience was Boston, which like has its natural spaces for sure, but not in the same way. And then like also going to a place in New York. And I think as a tourist in a place like New York, it's like there's central park, there's one park and then that's it. And that's not true, but like as a tourist, that's just what it feels like. And I think coming here and spending some time and living here. And then also like, through running to November project workouts all over the city and like getting to know the city through running. I was just like, Oh, like the nooks and crannies of the space are kind of like the, the best parts. And they're so cool. And I like w- want to figure out a way, like how do you get people to experience that feeling of being there? Um, so then I sort of had this idea, like, how do you, can you make a, a film in San Francisco that doesn't have any buildings? Like, can you shoot enough stuff in San Francisco that doesn't have any buildings? So that was sort of like the the initial concept. And, and like, I feel like there's a way to make a film, a running film. that's kind of like a ski film. Like there's skiing films that are just people skiing for three or four minutes and they're super engaging. And it's like runners don't do tricks, but like, can, can you string together some visuals and, and, and sounds to make an engaging short that isn't like a, you know, a, a story, like what we think about a story and with dialogue and all this other stuff. So those were kind of like the initial ideas. And then over time, like thinking about it and then starting to talk to other people about it, um, it kind of grew from there of like, you know, this journey through the urban and natural spaces. And then also not kind of like both pushing them apart, but then also like bringing them together. Like I think the real joy of Sutro is that it is this being removed, but it's also that you can come out and then you, you are back in it. That like the fact that you can play between those spaces, I think that's what really makes them special. And, um, so yeah, it was just kind of a journey of thinking about it of like, what is it that we really want to focus on here? How did you kind of settle on the various locations? Cause I, I noticed watching it that like almost every corner of the city is represented. Yeah. Um, I'm bummed we didn't end up going to the southeast part of the city. There's a bunch of great places over there. A lot of that was just kind of logistics of how, like how you get to different places and who was where. And, and like, I have an affinity for Sutro and like some of the parks and like, uh, what is it? Bayview park is a beautiful little like gem over there, but, uh, it also kind of looks similar. Like a lot of places kind of look the same. So, I think what we were trying to do is uh, trying to trying to get to different parts of the city to show things that look different. Like you can be in this like like real forest, and then you can also be in places that are like full on beach with you know trails that run in and around them, and then you can be in like very very urban settings. And um, so I think you know the, the parks trying to find parks that look somewhat different and then the urban spaces trying to find urban spaces that don't have trees which like is actually kind of hard uh like fortunately there's a lot of trees in san francisco uh on the streets and um so like trying to find what are some different urban areas that that have very few trees and also there's a like the urban areas throughout the city look really different based on which neighborhood you're in uh you know which hills you're by whatever so it was mostly just trying to find like a diversity of aesthetics there um, and trying trying to represent, you know, the whole breadth of the city. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool collage. And I think that like if you're kind of not familiar with San Francisco, I think you'd be like completely dumbfounded that all of this takes place in like 49 square miles. Yeah, I think like that's that's such a cool part of San Francisco that it's such a contained city. Um like being bordered by water on three sides and having such a clean Southern border. It's like, this is it. This is what we got. And like, there's a lot here and it's really fun to explore that. And I think like there are certainly parts of the, of the film that are, you know, like well-known tourist spots, but I think also we wanted to show it in a way that like, you don't see the Golden Gate Bridge. You don't see the Bay Bridge. You don't like, you kind of see Transamerica, but you also don't like, 
I didn't want it to feel like, oh, this is the San Francisco that I know that I, like, this is how you represent it. It's like, I wanted to sh try to show it in a different way. Um, so, you know, what, how much that comes across, I don't know, but. How did you uh, kind of land on the decision um, to not include any dialogue or, or music and, and really let, um, I guess, the city's kind of natural acoustics uh, feature? Yeah, I mean, I think that was something that felt like a fun filmmaking challenge. And I think the, I think partially through that initial idea of how do you, like, can you, can you make a film that doesn't show any buildings? It's like a big part of that. Putting people in that experience is what it sounds like to be there. Um, so I think like more and more and more, it was like the, the, the purpose of this film is to put people in that headspace. Can you, can you get them to feel what it feels like to run on those trails? And I think like more and more, it was like the way you do that is through the sounds, the sounds of the different spaces and how, how different they are and like how loud some things are and um, how quiet other things are. And like, can you like use those sounds to really like immerse people in the environment and, and show their differences and also their similarities. So, I think it, it felt like this was going to be the best way for us to get people to that mental headspace. And I think also it felt like this film could so easily slip into like feeling like this weird ad, whether it was for a company or not, it just like, it would feel too much like this kind of weird anthem of sorts. And it was like, we want people to try to feel these feelings. And I think, the more we can remove that other stuff, the other language of like, oh, you could have like some people like with some inspiring quotes about running or San Francisco or, you know, urban spaces or whatever. It's like all that stuff is kind of going to remove you from really focusing on what is it like to run here? Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think it's like a fundamental part to why the film works for me, at least. I think like having, you know, dialogue would would be a distraction have you been surprised um stoked about the the film's like reception i mean it, it's been a vimeo staff pick now for for a couple of weeks and and won the cle uh film fest prize for for sprint film uh did that kind of take you take you by surprise or was that was that part of the plan <laughs> I mean, you're always hopeful. And I think it's like, it's a weird thing where you just don't know what's going to land with other people. I think this film in particular has always felt like, I have no idea if anyone else thinks this is a good idea. And I think it, it always felt like kind of a weird idea and a weird way to approach it. And like a very niche thing. It's like, I care about urban natural intersections in San Francisco with running. That's it. And it's like, who's going to care about that? Um, and I think, uh, it's been really fun to kind of like open that up in different ways throughout the process. Like it was an idea that I kind of like held close to my heart for a while and then started sharing with other people and like started sharing with Patty and, uh, uh, Dylan and, then I brought uh, Tony T. Pasquale onto it and then uh, my, my little brother Ian onto it. And then like we included all these runners and it was like through all these conversations of like, do you guys think this is a good idea? Like, do you think anyone's going to like this? Like, is this a film? Is this a thing that's worth spending people's time on? Like all of those steps through it was like, you know, you try to, you try to build some confidence through it. But even after shooting it, it was like some part of me was like, the shoot was great. We had an awesome time. Everyone was fantastic. And we were like lucked out with weather and locations and all this stuff. And it was like, it felt like everyone had a really great experience. But even then part of me was like, okay, we had a great shoot and maybe we won't have a film. Like who knows if this actually worked or if we did it right or whatever. And, and then even in editing and show and like putting it together, like the whole time I was like, I don't know. I don't know if this is landing or like, I don't know. And it was cool to like show it to Tony and Dylan and Patty and Ian for the first time and like get their thoughts about it and be like, okay guys, like what, what is, what is not working here? 
Um, and like through a lot of conversations with them, worked on refining it and uh, then started to feel like, okay, like maybe, maybe this is something that, that people, people can connect to. Um, but yeah, I mean like seeing, like getting a Vimeo staff pick is like, like such an honor and like to have it for something that feels really niche uh, is super, is super cool. And um, just like showing it for the first time in, in sports basement, in the Presidio with the people who were there, like it was wild to like have people react to it live and then like come up afterwards and be like, I like, I thought I was the only person who felt those things. And like, there it was in front of me on the screen and like, that stuff is super powerful. Just like hear people's personal experiences and the way that they connected. And like somebody texted Patty and I the day after watching the film and they were like, you know, I've been running with headphones for years and this was the first time I took my headphones out and I just ran and listened to the space. And like, I don't know, like that stuff you're like, okay, like we connected with people and, um, it's super cool. And you know, um, it's been neat to see people connect with it and like also hopefully it's just like see the beauty of this space like you know this is something that we made as a, as a team but it's also like you're just trying to be like you know th these people are here this space is here and it's so amazing and like you know hopefully people see the beauty of this community of, of this physical space of, you know, the, the, the parks that people have worked really hard to preserve. And, um, it's like, you, you hope that that stuff is the stuff that really shines. And I think like the idea of the film also like applies to other cities too, which I, which is, I think one of its accomplishments, right? Like you don't need to drive an hour to a trailhead most of the time. Like if you live in a major metropolitan city, chances are you will have stretches of, of trail, um, you know, probably a, a mile, a couple miles from you that you can run to. Um, and I think I think that's really important because it makes makes the sport more accessible. Um, what do you think, aside from the obvious, is so important about having kind of public spaces like parks in major metropolitan areas? Oh, man. I know. Uh, big question. <laughs> uh I mean, they're so important. I think uh, when I was working for the nonprofit Baycat, we worked for this organization called Healthy Parks, Healthy People, and they like do a lot of work with the uh, Golden Gate Park Conservancy and, and other people. And I think one thing that was interesting about working with them was like there is like good medical evidence that like just being in the woods will make you healthier like that alone and like doctors can literally prescribe time in the woods as like this will help you you know lower your your, your stress levels lower your heart rate like what like just being out there will do that and i think like it's such an important thing for us as to be healthy humans um which feels really valuable and i think also it's like being reminded of nature and being reminded of wild feels so important. And I think like there's something kind of interesting about parks in a space like San Francisco and I'm sure in a lot of other places that like Golden Gate Park is a wild place, but it's not at all wild. Like the space that used to exist here is sand dunes. And it's like, this is not the, like the, the original version of what this space was. Um, but like it enables you to start to see it's like oh like you know there's part of it it's like oh these old oak trees like this is what used to be here and then like there's part of the presidio that's like the little shrubs in this in the sand and it's like okay like i don't know you start to understand like the natural history of a space um and you're just like removed from you know this is the order of the city and you know my job and like, you know, the, the paycheck and whatever, this is also important. You just get like, it's so easy to get locked into that, especially in an urban environment and like having a park where it's like, yeah, there are, there are wild animals that live here and you could see a coyote and, you know, these trees like break in the wind and trees fall down and like, it just like being reminded of the, the wild that is near you feels so important 
to just maintain perspective in your life and and also stay grounded in in like for me nature is such an important part of my experience in this world and like stay grounded in that even in a place like san francisco and i think it's also just such a gift like cities are so wonderful for so many reasons they offer so much and sometimes it feels like you're choosing that over being able to be near nature being able to have access to open spaces and when people you know through through hard work and advocacy when people are able to preserve open spaces in in urban settings it it just feels like such an incredible gift um, that people can experience those things while also you know reaping the benefits of what cities have to offer i think that is a a great spot to to end on for today um before i get you out of here uh is there any other kind of like running related projects you're working on yeah the um I had an opportunity to, to shoot with uh, Mario Mendoza uh, back in the summer. Um, he's a trail runner up in Bend, Oregon. Um, and he's a, a pastor and he has two uh, young boys and he does a lot of work uh, coaching with like a high school, high school uh, like cross country. Um, and we made a film about him and sort of the mentorship advocacy stuff that he does and uh really mentorship stuff that he does and um that film is coming out in the next couple months and um he's just you know such an inspiring person and it's so cool to see somebody like that that like i don't know you have like ideas as to like what an activist is or what like who's out there making a difference and whatever and like he just shows up for his community and in such meaningful ways and again and again and again. And, um, it's just cool to see him do that and the impact that he has had on the youth that he works with and his, his care for the communities, communities that he's a part of. And so, yeah, it's just, it's cool to see people who really live that, um, and just get to, you know, experience a little bit of their life. And so, yeah, I'm excited about that one for people to see that one. Cool. Well, we'll keep an eye out for it. Uh, thanks for chatting with me, man. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. This has been super fun. I, I you know, appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. That's it for this edition of Off the Couch. Thanks to Ryan for the conversation. Thanks to Justin Bob for producing this episode. And from everyone here at Blister, please take good care of yourself. Keep moving forward. And we'll talk to you again next week. <laughs>